everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the I'll Be Back podcast. Uh, this week, we are joined by a, a very fun, very energetic uh, guest. I'm sure you've heard him on Al Scoop uh, before, uh, Declan Landis. Declan, thanks for reaching out and uh, hanging out with us today. Sean, thanks for having me on. I'm I'm really excited. Energetic is is a very high compliment to me, so I appreciate that. <laughs> You know, it's it's not something that comes easy. You know, it really isn't. So. <laughs> no, you, uh, I, I I obviously listen to the scoop all the time, and uh, you know, last couple episodes it's just been you and John, and you've been doing a great job, dude. I love love having a lot. I mean, I've had John on, I've had Kyle on, but it is always fun to get you know the the young college kids and see your perspective on things and uh, catch up with you guys as well. I appreciate that. It's it's a little it's been a little bit of imposter syndrome because uh, you know Javon and Caden obviously you know, very, very good friends of mine, legends, you know, incredible. They, they know everything. They've been around the block, but me, you know, I'm just kind of still getting into it, you know, dipping my toe in. So this summer has been a lot of fun because I'm very different from Javon and Caden in the sense that they are very knowledgeable and I am knowledgeable as well, (laughs) but not as much, you know, they, Javon and Caden, I love them, but they don't know as much about Bigfoot as I do, you know, so it's it's a (laughs) given. We definitely will get into our Bigfoot uh, at some point. Good, um, we should. Uh, Declan, so this is, uh, we're recording this on Monday, July 3rd. Um, if I'm being honest, we'll probably release this July 5th because I understand nobody's listening to my podcast on the 4th of July. Um, I'm down the shore in Cape May at my buddy John's house, who he is a St. Joe's fan, but I still like him and he lets me come down to his house. Um, so I'm sipping on a Tito's and iced tea that I just pour myself before I go on a, probably a bike ride into town. So there what you do you go. got? Anything, anything good over there? Um, you know, I, I had a couple ideas because, you know, I listened to the show. I know that I knew this was coming. I was getting <laughs> ready and I, I, I was kicking around ideas. I texted you last night that I, I've been thinking, you know, ever since you asked me to come on, I've been thinking about what my drink is going to be. And, uh, I just ended up going simple. I made a little coffee and I, I love my dad told me to do this because he thinks it's weird, but I'm a big milk and honey guy in my coffee. I think it's just a nice way to start the day. You know, it's good for the, good for the voice. And you get that energy like we were talking about. So I'm sipping on that today throughout the throughout this podcast. Love, so. love it. Yeah. When you messaged me that, I was like, all right, he definitely listens to the show. He knows what we're getting into. This is great. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. I love, you know, I, I listened, especially my favorite episode is the Lee Farrell episode because I've been, I love Lee. I think he's Lee's great. incredible. One day I hope to meet him, you know, but he, <laughs> he's on to big, big things this year. So. I know um, that was I just that was cool because that was right around when he like officially was joining the Sixers. So to get his perspective as a Temple fan and a Sixers fan, that was that was a lot of fun. Definitely got to get Absolutely. Lee back on and talk about energetic. That guy. Is oh like, yeah, oh. that's why he. I look up to him. You know, he he brings insane amounts of energy. And then you know, with this year being my first year, really being around the athletic program, seeing him at you know every basketball game, you know all the football games, like it's unreal. You know, yeah. he, he does it day in and day out. And, you know, I hope to have one tenth of that energy level for this. So I love like I mean, I've brought, you know, I have season tickets to football and, you know, Saturday afternoon I'll bring, you know, it doesn't have to be a Temple fan. Like, hey, let's just go down to the link and have a day. And like by halftime, all of my friends who are not used to seeing him, like he is running up and down the field doing like a four five forty. <laughs> Like during like the commercial breaks that are two minutes long. And they're like, dude, that guy is crazy. I'm like, dude, he, he does this every weekend. It's it's his job. <laughs> it's unreal. Unreal. And he's getting, you know, now he's off to the Sixers. Like, yeah, you know, he's in the pros now. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, it's, he's moved on to bigger and better things, which power. What a rise. And, re- a rise. and replacing Christian Crosby is no easy task either because he's been doing that forever. Oh, 
yeah, Christian Crosby, a legend, absolute icon. Uh, but now that Lee's up there, I mean, it's just, it's awesome. It's cool to see. <laughs> um, so Declan, we got a, a couple sports things we can get into. Um, obviously with Adam Fisher, uh, you know, joining Temple Athletics a couple months ago, I guess we'll start with him and then we'll dive into football in a little bit. Um, you know, just get your perspective so far on Adam, what he's done, obviously piecing together a team like this, uh, you know, with the transfer portal and NIL recently, what are your thoughts on him so far and how he's handled coming to Temple? Yeah, absolutely. I think this is the first time in a long time for the basketball program where it's somebody outside of the the Temple family almost. And mm-hmm. it's a, it's a culture shift for sure, because you know, you had Coach Cheney, who was an absolute staple in the program, obviously, you know, and a legend really brought Temple basketball to what we knew it as, you know, the, this historic program that achieved a lot of success. And then you move on to Don Fu was obviously he's he's Mr. Big Five, right? Yeah, he, big, big he five knew, legend, you know, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And, and he, you know, was very much in the Temple family as well. And then you had Aaron come in, who was on Dunn's staff and is one of the best players of all time at the Temple program. So, like, it, it's it's different to see a guy like Adam Fisher come in. You know, there's a lot of expectations to to fit into the Temple culture, right? And I think he's done a really good job at, you know, telling us how or reminding the nation how important the Temple program is to the history of college basketball while still kind of giving it a breath of fresh air. You know, I Aaron was awesome. Aaron was an incredible, you know, coach, um, very, very good head of the program. But I have seen Adam around campus maybe once a week since he started. Like, yeah, to, he's making know, his rounds. Like, you can just tell he's he's living the part right now. Yeah, absolutely. He is. He's in and around campus. He knows how to engage the students in a way that, you know, coaches in, in other programs at Temple and, you know, in basketball and beyond have not really tapped into. Um, I think he understands sort of who his audience is, who he needs it to be. He's going on these, he's going on the national circuit now. I think he just did Rothstein the other day. Yeah, he he did Rothstein. He's done a couple other uh, shows. I mean, he's done every podcast the last like four or five weeks. And he's just, again, Zach Gelb, shout out Zach Gelb, WHIP product, my guy. Um, Like he, he is, he's going above and beyond in ways that we haven't seen in a while. Um, and I think that brings uh, a shift in the culture as well. And you can see that in the people that he's recruiting. You know, it's it's a lot of guys that are shooters, guys that can spread the floor. Uh, it's a it's going to be a fast paced offense in ways that we haven't seen. Um, it's John and I were talking about it last week on the scoop. There are so many question marks around this team that there is a lot of obviously untapped potential, but it's a lot of, we, we don't know what to expect. Like there's, there's no way of knowing what this team is going to look like in February sitting here right now today. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see how they play out this season. Obviously expectations shouldn't be, you know, tournament or bust like they were last year. Right. Yeah. Like, no question yeah, about gotta it. Gotta be reasonable this year. <laughs> yes. But I think if you're a temple basketball fan, which everybody who's listening, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> If you if you're a Temple basketball fan, I think there are a lot of things to feel good about. I think you see who Coach Fisher is as a person. You see him doing talking about what he wants to do. Subscribe to Owl Scoop because he talked a lot about what he wants to do with recruiting and to uh, to John a couple weeks ago. Um, it's just it's a very different 
idea of what temple basketball is without being uh like changing what we've known temple basketball to be so i think there's a lot of it's going to be interesting it's going to be really really interesting and um you know i think if you're a temple basketball fan you should be excited yeah and uh, um you kind of said a couple things and i've had you know feel the same way a question marks and b kind of untapped potential i mean i have gone through the roster and just thought about who the starting lineup could be going into the season as of now i mean settle could be the stretch five you know, maybe Taj Sweet gets starting minutes. Who knows? Um, obviously, bringing Jaleel White back and Fabe um, Pasir Miller. Uh, and he's, you know, I know he said on your guys' show, uh, you know, both of them uh, you guys have had on recently and the leadership that they got to bring being those guys coming back. Um, and it'll be curious to see how they handle without having Damian Dunn and Caleb Battle there, who, you know, they both had their positives and, you know, some negatives here and there. But it'll be interesting to see the, you know, the movement on offense, what Fisher, it sounds like, he's like, yes, we're moving the ball until we find the open corner three. And that is kind of modern basketball. So it'll be very exciting to see that if it happens this year, that would be great. Like you said, you know, reasonable expectations. It might not happen this year because he might not, you know, it's his first year coaching this team. And it's going to be very, very interesting. If they click right away, hey, maybe they can get to 500 basketball or slightly above. But I'm not also just coming out of the gate thinking Fisher's going to be like this 21 coached first year. So uh, th- those two things really step out to me, the question marks and possible out- untapped potential. But we we got to wait and see. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, there's no question about you take one look at the roster last year and one lock- look at the roster this year and you can tell that it's it's completely different. You know, you don't necessarily have a guy like you mentioned, like Damian Dunn, like Caleb Battle, who's going to put the ball on the floor and get you buckets like that's just not what this offense is going to be it's not going to be that iso you know let's let's try and dribble the ball until right down to the end of the clock and get a shot up um that's just not they don't have that kind of guy here um but you know you you have guys that can space the floor you know you pick up Matteo Piccarelli who's a heck of a shooter that'll be interesting to see how he spaces the floor like you mentioned Jaleel White is probably is going to be a huge part of the offense Hasir Miller as well um, if he can shoot, you've got Quante Berry who can score at multiple levels. Um, like it's it's just a very different look for this team to be expected. Uh, but yeah, it's it's question marks. You we don't yeah. know. We yeah, don't know. We we can sit here and make predictions in July, but it's gonna we'll we'll see. Um, and they still have two scholarships remaining. Uh, question marks with those. I'm sure they're hitting the the transfer portal. What's remaining of it? Um, you might be able to answer this. Uh, and you know. It, it is what it is at West Virginia with Bob Huggins. Did they reach out to any of the, the West Virginia guys? Do you know, or even, you know, it was kind of just like, whatever. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm not as tapped in as, as John would be. I would say, check the message boards uh-huh. um, on Alice scoop. But uh, I, I, to my knowledge, I do not know. I, do I, not. I, I think there was one tweet and it was like, you know, I forget who it was. We might've been listed in it, but it was one of those tweets. It's like, he's heard from 17 schools and here they are. And, you know, half of them are ACC schools, half of them are SEC and then it's like Temple and like Wagner in there. Like, okay, like you can tell the schools who probably either like didn't really reach out or know they don't have a shot at this point. So uh, it, it was, I, I saw it and I was like, oh, we got the, at this point, who has open scholarships is kind of what you got to also check. I mean, I'm sure there are teams like Duke and North Carolina who might want to reach out to some of those guys, but I don't, I'm sure their roster is full at this point. So it's uh, the transfer portal world continues to be bizarre as can be. 
<laughs> Absolutely. And it's a lot of fun too. I know it's very, you know, a lot of people feel a lot of different ways about the transfer portal. I personally love it. I love the chaos. I love that anybody could be anywhere at any time. Like I, I, I think it's great. And I think that's something too, that the, the new regime has really adapted to is, is the transfer portal, the old, old regime as well. I mean, there were, you know, Jamil Reynolds was somebody out of the transfer portal that was, you know, played a huge role in the offense last year until he got injured. And then it was kind of, you know, all over the place with the rotation. But, um, you know, I think I think that has been a big part as well. Um, getting guys in that, you know, have a couple years left and a couple years that they can get acclimated. So I love the transfer portal. I, think I it's awesome. I, I, I get it. I like it. It's, it has its downfalls. I think the really funny thing is, and I'm sure you guys are the same way. It does give us, you know, like normally content for basketball by like the end of April or May. There's not a whole lot you can talk about. Now it's like every week it's like, oh, well, so-and-so's on the transfer portal. I guess I can do a five-minute segment on this. Like I think the first year that I did this, you know, my first season, like by now I didn't have much to talk about. And I was already like, all right, I guess I'll take a couple weeks off and season two will start in like August. And now it's like, no, it's like middle of July and we can still talk about, well, there's transfer portal. Who's getting this NIL deal? Things like that. So it definitely has added, uh, you know, you know, a link to our uh, podcasting uh, weekly shows. <laughs> absolutely. Yes, absolutely. It has. And, you know, never a bad thing. More content. Always great. Um, I did want to ask you one or two things. Uh, everybody has been talking about Fisher. Um, he does seem like energetic, uh, definitely making his rounds and stuff. Have you had any, uh, you know, interactions with any of his assistants? Because I really like the, the assistant staff that he put together. Yeah, I think uh, I think Bobby Jordan has been the the person I've had the most contact with. Uh, he was at the press conference. I don't think it's you know that much of a, a secret. He was he was out and about, but um, he we were talking. We bonded over. He coached at Albany, and um, he was talking about he drove in that morning from upstate New York and and came down, and then he'd have to drive back. And uh, my grandmother lived in upstate New York for most of my life, so. We were talking about how terrible that drive can be, you know, how just absolutely <laughs> grueling that is. Um, so he's he's a guy that uh, I've had I've talked to a little bit here and there. Um, talked to Chris Clark some too. Haven't really gotten a chance to meet Coach Huger yet, so hopefully that's coming soon. But yeah, Bobby Jordan, um, we've had a couple conversations, and he seems really, like a really cool guy. Um, the energy he brings, and then watching that video on Coach Huger as well that got posted to Twitter. Mm -hmm maybe a week and a half ago, yeah, I think two it was, weeks. Yeah, that, it was about a week and a half, two weeks ago. Yeah, so, you know, I'm looking forward to getting to meeting them more throughout the year. But, um, yeah, Bobby Jordan has been – he's a really, really nice dude um, and, by all accounts, a very good coach. So, um, to see him fit in, see where he ends up in this program, I think that'll be really cool for this year. Yeah, and I, I you know, I've heard nothing but good things about Bobby Jordan. I know a couple guys who are Division uh, three coaches, and they said they've known him just through meeting him in the recruiting circuit. And they said he will work his butt off. He's good energy. Um, I like bringing on Huger because he has the head coaching experience. My my best friend's dog is barking. I don't know if you can hear him in the background, but apologize. <laughs> All right. Um, and then keeping Chris Clark. I know some people had some issue with it, but I like, you know, retaining a guy, A, who knows Temple, you know, kind of keep some of those former players from, you know, the old staff uh, connected to the new staff. So all of them, I thought, had good reasoning to bring come here. You got a young, energetic guy, Bobby Jordan, guy with head coaching experience, and then a guy from the old regime. I think all three of those were kind of key, and he brought all three of those together. Yeah, I think, like you mentioned, I think the Chris Clark move 
And I said it initially when it happened. I think that was probably one of the most important decisions he made because mm. like we mentioned, you know, he's Fisher by all accounts is, has been an outsider before, yeah. you know, like he's recruited really well in the city of Philly. He lives around here, uh, but he has not been in the temple program. Right. Actually, so, his, his only ties are Penn state and Villanova. We shouldn't even like him at all. Really? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But he's recruited really well. In the he's city, done an so amazing job for something. <laughs> Lonnie Walker just got another NBA contract the other day. So, you know, that's one exactly. of his like main guys. Exactly. And, you know, like, um, it's, it's really interesting to see, you know, Chris Clark, because he was that tie, like we mm -hmm. mentioned to the, the previous regimes. And, um, I think he is a really big part of what they're doing now. So to see just how the four of them have come together and mm -hmm. have put together, you know, a pretty, pretty good roster, especially for the first year. Um, you know, they've gotten a lot of guys to, they've, they've had a lot of, people they've been in touch with, you know, as you can tell throughout the, on Twitter or the message boards, like they, they've reached out to a lot of people. They have a very definitive idea of what they want the program to look like. They have a very solid foundation as well. I, I think this is a, this is a crew that could do something, but you know, like we said, we got to wait and see. It's, it's very much a waiting game. It's very much a, um, you know, let's see how the first year goes and, and mm -hmm. take it step by step. And I think, Anyone in the, on that staff would admit that as well. I think they have admitted that as well. So, um, you know, little by little, we'll we'll see what what happens. But it'll be it'll be good nonetheless. And uh, just a little uh, again promoting. If you're not a subscriber to Al Scoop, you're you're missing out on a lot of content. Right before I sent you the Zoom link, and I just quickly checked it real quick. And you guys just posted an article about an hour ago. There is a small hint at who might be getting added to the coaching staff. I will not say it here. Um, but if you uh, need to subscribe and go check it out, uh, you'll hopefully get an announcement in the next couple of weeks. Um, but I, I like that addition as well. Um, so hopefully when we get, can talk about it, I will absolutely tell you. But uh, if you aren't subscribed to Al Scoop, definitely go subscribe now and you can read that article. Um, one last basketball question, Declan. They do have two scholarships remaining. Uh, if you could add one, it doesn't have to be a specific player, but just a type of player, let's just say, they're adding one out of the, you know, those two scholarships to the, what, what do you think is just the last need on this roster? If you could add one more type of player. Now I'm very much an old school basketball guy. And I, I talk a lot about on the scoop that, you know, I love a, a guy that can get in the post, get rebounds, get a couple buckets, you know, like a screen and roll. And I understand that that is not this offense, but I still think that they need to get somebody that can, you know, go and grab boards. Um, you know, they, obviously they have Steve settle who probably, who probably will end up starting. Um, you know, you've got Ocpomo as well. Uh, but I, I think they need another athletic big that maybe can, can shoot an outside jumper, maybe not a three necessarily, kind of but like a mid the, the John Kutch type of minutes that they had. Yeah. To, to, but be able to space the floor a little more than Kirk could. I think, mm -hmm. you know, somebody that can, can crash the boards and, and get some rebounds because we know, you know, any fan of college basketball knows how big a deal rebounding is, especially in big games, you know, rebounding can decide games. Ultimately. You can lose so, a game by not getting one. <laughs> exactly. And you can win by getting them. So yeah. I I'm a, I'm a very big proponent of, of getting another big to, to grab rebounds at least one. Um, but we'll see what they do. Cause, cause ultimately, like I said, they have a very strict vision. It seems like, so um, that's what makes sense to me, but, you know, we we will see what what happens with that. But I think looking at the roster right now, I think they need one more guy that can get boards for them. 
Um, and maybe another shooter as well. Can't hurt. Yeah, and that's why I, it's it's knowing what Fisher wants. It's I think he he probably knows exactly what you just said. They kind of could use one more big man. Um, and it'll be interesting to see if they do use both of those scholarships, the remaining, um, if they could get a shooter and a big man, I think that would be the ideal situation. Um, but it will see. And, and even with the, you know, once in a while, you still see a a program hold onto a, uh, a scholarship until December. And then they try to get a guy that comes in in January and still be, have eligibility and play next, you know, I guess it's like a mid year enrollee, but for basketball. And so we'll see what he, uh, you know, is allowed to do and can do. Um, and again, given the transfer portal, who knows, maybe tomorrow there's an announcement that there's some guy that they really like. And, you know, maybe Bobby Jordan had a connection with years ago and they're able to get him. So you, you just never know. There we go. Um, we'll transition to football. Uh, you know, it's about, I guess, a month away from uh, camp will start. Uh, I mean, I, I love Stan Drayton. I have nothing bad to say about him. I know last year the wins didn't always amount to it, uh, but I have a uh, very good expectations this year while being you know mild mannered like you know six wins would be great i think that's very doable if they get to eight hell yeah but um you know <laughs> but what, what are your thoughts on football going forward and uh obviously ej warner is uh the man on campus right now oh yeah absolutely and i see him everywhere he you know i've never seen him walk around campus which is funny he's mm-hmm. always running uh my like i mentioned are, my are you friend taller Caden than Steele. Are you taller? Am I taller? Than, oh, no, no. <laughs> I am not a very tall human, okay. uh, but I am definitely not taller than him. Um, but my my very good friend, Caden Steele, wrote a piece for the Inquirer a couple months ago about EJ and, and his habits and how he's always running around campus. And he is very much like a, a very smart guy. So, you know, if, if that tells you anything, if you read that article, he's definitely studying. He's definitely trying to get better. And I think that's that's been the message all spring and summer from you know from coach Drayton and his staff it's been working on details it's it's you know obviously get back to the fundamentals but but try and sharpen those little details that'll make you better each day Mm -hmm. um that's that's been very much the the messaging out of spring camp when they would do the you know three times a week we would post something on owl scoop with what people were saying in press conferences like that was the the repeat the reoccurring theme and then talking to players over the summer, that has been a big thing for them as well. Uh, ben Osweke just came on last week. Uh, really great story. Go listen. Uh, to I that. was about to say, uh, listening to that, like everything he said was more of a reason to like him as a person and root for him. Like that. Yes. If you have not listened to that episode of Al Scoop yet, please go listen to it because uh, he was just awesome, awesome. He has earned everything in his career, his life. Um, you know the story of his family in Nigeria. So yes. please go listen to that. It was, you just will fall in love with this person and a player. Absolutely. He he has an incredible story. Um, and he's an, he's a very good player too, who could see significant steps snaps this year. So if you want to get to know somebody that you'll probably see a lot on the gridiron, go listen to that. But, but he had mentioned that, you know, working with coach Bowman, it was all about the details and it was all about getting better like that. So I think that has just been a point of emphasis for them. And, you know, something that we didn't talk a lot about with basketball, but is is key for both sports is the conference realignment. You know, they're they're playing a lot of different opponents that they have not played. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, North Texas sticks out. Obviously, uh, UAB is a big one, too. But um, uh, UTSA is going to be a big game. There are a lot of teams that, you know, you don't know what to expect, how Temple is going to match up with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I think they kind of find found their rhythm toward the end of last season. They started using utilizing the tight ends a lot more uh, in the offense, and you, you know it paid dividends, which 
it opened up for the wide receivers to start getting some action as well. Um, there've been a lot of good recruits coming in to the program this year. Uh, you know, obviously losing Darian Varner is going to hurt the defense, but you know, they've, they've got Dewan black coming in. Who's going to be a key piece. Um, you know, Jordan McGee gets another year under his belt. So does Leighton Jordan. You, you mentioned um, Dewan black and I just, he has been so pro temple. Like every day he's like tweeting something about like, I just saw him, t- you know, it was a quote tweet or something. It's like, who's the most underrated quarterback in college football. And it was him posting a picture of EJ Warner for a guy who like just came to the program, like two, three months ago, like he has been so pro temple. It's just really fun to see. Yeah. And his teammates have mentioned that too. Like he is fully bought into, to what the program is. He's become a, you know, from what they've said, uh, a leader in the locker room, somebody they look up to Um, by all accounts, he's a hard worker. He looked good in the spring game. It's somebody that could play significant snaps as well. I think there's a lot going well for the team, um, but there were some weak points last year. Running the ball was a was a big weak point. Um, the offensive line, I don't think they put together the same lineup all season. Yeah, like there was always, uh, you know, a constant one change. one new guy in there every day. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and and playing different positions too. You know, Adam Klein was playing center at points, like, um, you know, and then losing guys like Adam Klein, Isaac Moore. There's a lot of question marks on the offensive line. But everybody that has talked about spring and summer camp has mentioned that they've um, made significant strides as well. They've got Melvin Ciani and Diego Barajas coming in, um, who could be significant players as well. Uh, it's there are a lot. It's a lot of potential that you know. It'll be interesting to see how it it goes. Um, the first three to four weeks of the season are are going to be interesting tests because there are two games that may be are are more winnable than the other two and then you've got Rutgers in Miami so yeah. um I mean if they go I, to I that just Miami game three and oh I mean then I think you know that, that that gets the fan base back into it and that Miami game could be some exciting stuff but um you know the Rutgers game obviously everybody always wants to beat Rutgers but I, I still think even if you lose that you should win the other two so I think they have a, a chance to start off the season on a, a right foot well, and to be honest, I don't really trust Rutgers to beat the, to win that game because I mean, they, they don't really won have last a quarterback. <laughs> yeah, they don't have a quarterback. Like, I think the the steps that Temple has made, they should be at least three and zero going into the Miami game, and then I think there's a chance that they win that game as well. Like this this season, and um, Ben mentioned it last week, they are preparing to play games in December and January. Like mm-hmm. that's where they want to be. And January might be pushing it a little bit, but December I think is is very achievable. I think, mm. you know, if if they can play to their potential, I think eight games maybe isn't out of the question. I think maybe it's a little bit of a stretch, but I think it, it's it's very doable. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they need to be at least in a bowl game this year. Uh, we mentioned it on the on the episode last week, but I think if they can six and six should be like the the yeah. ground level goal. And no, then, I, I definitely agree with that. It's uh, yeah. the, I really like the roster. I really like the coaching staff. Um, it it just seems like everything's going in the right direction. Um, I think it was also last week. Ben even mentioned you saying how you know EJ is and what he, his competitiveness. He, you know, Ben last week talked on your guys' show. He plays checkers and uh, four connect four like every day. At, connect you know, four at, made oh, me laugh. I was yeah, like, that, no that one. I was like, <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, so it just seems like stands just really got them going on in the right direction, and this could be the year that they make that leap and kind of you know everybody talks about the Matt Rule era. Get back to like that Temple football. Well, and you talk about a guy that gets it right. 
Stan Drayton is somebody that understands the Temple program. He's done a, a really nice job getting people in the building, really selling the team, selling the program, and then getting guys to stay. You know, Leighton mm-hmm. Jordan is a big example of that. You know, I think people had projected Leighton Jordan to leave, to transfer and, and find another place, but he ended up staying, and, and that's a big part of their defense. Like, that's, that's a guy who's going to be – probably the focal point of the defense this year, you know, and for good reason, you know, he's, he's a very talented player. Uh, But I think there's something, you know, significant in that temple football program that makes guys like him want to stay. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that that is a big building block. It's something that, you know, temple didn't have under Rod Carey. It no question about it. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. um, It's been a while. It's that people wanted to be in the building that wanted to be, you know, wearing that cherry and white. And I think, I think it is significant. I think having a guy like that stay is, is big for the future of the program and, and is a testament to what Drayton and his staff have been able to do. So, um, you know, losing DJ Elliott is, is significant. The defensive coordinator uh, going on to, to be on the Eagles staff under Nick Sirianni. Uh, that is a huge loss, but Everett Withers is somebody in the program that had, has stepped up as, you know, left for, I think two or three months and then came back. Yeah. Uh, went that to was a weird, that was a weird transition there. It's like, Oh, and he's gone and he's back actually. And he got promoted. So, right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, definitely. Uh, so by all accounts, nothing has really changed in that side of the, on that side of the ball. That would be a, that's a question mark going into the season too. But I think there is a lot looking up for this football program. I think there's a lot of optimism to be had. And if you're a temple football fan, um, I, I would say I feel pretty good about about where the team is going to be. Yeah, and you, you mentioned the, the running back room. I know there's one guy that you're pretty high on. You want to talk about him? Oh, yes. There is <laughs> one guy, uh, Kyle Williams. I think Kyle Williams is is a very, very good player. Now, granted, I only watched him in the spring game, and I watched some of his high school games, you know, going on YouTube and, and finding them. But I think he's a guy that can get up the field really quick. Um, he can identify what holes to go through and his, his, his speed. When we were watching it, I was working for WHIP. I was producing our live stream broadcast and I happened to have a microphone on. I don't remember why. And um, <laughs> we were, we were watching and I just, I gasped when he, <laughs> he shot through this hole and turned like a nothing run into like an eight or nine yard gain for a first down. And I was like, that's something that, you know, granted, this is my third year at Temple, but I had never seen before mm-hmm. at Temple. And I think he brings a lot of talent and there's it's just a very deep room. I think, you know, Ed Sadie is probably going to get the start in, in the first you know week or so. And I think he has earned it. But, you know, if the offensive line makes the the steps that we've heard, if they can make a significant jump, then that just opens a lot for guys like Kyle Williams guys like Joe Quest Smith, guys like Ed Sadie, uh, Darvon Hubbard coming back as well, who those two have had a lot of experience at the D1 level, Joe Quest Smith and Kyle Williams, not so much, obviously. Uh, I just, I think there's a lot of upside in that room as well. And I just, I think Kyle Williams is great. I think he can, I think he can really play. I think we're going to see some good things from him this year. Um, and I'm by no chance making this comparison, but so my freshman year was uh, 2009 at Temple, and there was a freshman there that year who burst on the scene by the name of Bernard Pierce. And mm. I'm not saying Kyle Williams is going to be that. I'm not saying 
they're even the same type of runner or player. But since him, you know, that year with him and Matt Brown, and they both, you know, were consistent running backs for the next three to four years, Temple's kind of had, you know, it's been hard to find, you know, Jihad Thomas eventually got there. But it would be nice to have that freshman that just kind of bursts on the scene and you're like, oh, wow, this guy could possibly get seven, 800 yards rushing as a freshman. I do understand the game slightly different and they might throw the ball a lot more than they did in 2009. Um, but it would just be cool if we had a, a freshman that, you know, all right, he's here for three to four years and can be our guy for the future. Because, um, I, I, you know, obviously I probably said the same thing about Edward Sadie when he was a freshman. It just never really worked out. And I like Hubbard, but Hubbard's, you know. It seems like he's not your every down back, maybe a third down back with certain two. And you just say, hey, just get us these yards. Um, so it'd be nice to have one of them, whether it's, the you know, the either of those freshmen um, emerge as a guy that this year maybe you can get six, seven, eight hundred yards out of. Absolutely. And it's the classic, you know, Stan Drayton recruited mm -hmm. Ezekiel Elliott, recruited mm -hmm. Bijan Robinson, yes. like <laughs> was a running backs coach. That's how he cut his teeth in yep. college football. Like that's how he, he rose up the ranks. So. He has a he has a a storied past of getting guys to to have success at the D one level and beyond. So, I think that's something that goes in their favor, to say the least. So, but like I mentioned, it only happens if that offensive line group makes the leap that everybody has said they're capable of. So, if if they're able to do that, look out. I mean, it could be dangerous. Um, so as, uh, we get closer to football season, hopefully we might get a little more clarity on, you know, who the running back could be, who some of the starting linemen can be. Um, but until then, um, like I said, you know, make, make sure you guys are following Al Scoop, subscribe if you haven't, um, and you can get all the content there. So Declan, let's get to what all the people really want to talk about. Bigfoot in North Philly on Broad Street. Um, if you guys do not listen to this scoop a couple weeks ago, they, they brought him up. And uh, I proposed the idea, you know, would Bigfoot on campus be good for Temple recruiting? And Declan, you are our Bigfoot guy. Um, yes. Well, I mean, I th I thought it was hilarious. And I it's, you know, people already negatively re uh, recruit against Temple. Oh, the campus. I'm like, I'd be like, oh, the campus is unsafe. They just saw Bigfoot there last week. Like, you know, how deep <laughs> into this can we get? <laughs> <laughs> well, we mentioned, you know, if, if Bigfoot is on campus, you got to bring them in. You know, you mm -hmm. got to make them a substantial part of the marketing. You know, I mentioned the, the Temple made videos. If you've been to a Temple sporting event, you know, during breaks, they'll have students that they interview yeah. around campus say their name and their their major in whatever and their temple made and temple proud i said if you bring bigfoot in and he <laughs> hits you with an i'm temple made and temple proud forget it you know yeah. that the the building is the the loop the roof is blown off the leah chorus center all right forget usually else. those usually end with like kevin to gandhi so if we switched him out for like bigfoot and that's our like most famous now i mean everybody knows him so it would be perfect. absolutely like <laughs> yes and i love kevin to gandhi he's great but like bigfoot i mean bigfoot has movies made about them like you know john mentioned harry and the hendersons still have not seen it it's on my <laughs> list i'm getting there uh but you know bigfoot is is a, a fixture of our society. I think there's no question about that in my mind. And if you get Bigfoot in that cherry and white, oh man, I mean, that's, that's publicity right there. We should see if he has eligibility. He could be the, the starting center for basketball. I mean, you know, that's not a bad idea. I don't know if Bigfoot's really stretching the floor. He's definitely no, grabbing he's... rebounds though. If you need that, you know, I think, uh, I think it's hard to stop. You got to watch out for Bigfoot's knees though. You know, a lot of yeah. tread on those tires, you know, out in the, in the forests and whatnot, <laughs> um, you know, 
but I, I think I think it's it's a possibility. You know, you I think if you see Bigfoot, you know, come out in a layup line, you're probably <laughs> thinking this is not going to end well for me. And then if he never plays a minute, you're already in the other team's head. Yeah, it's but intimidation you, you factor alone. Absolutely, because you know you you you're the starting center at you know another college, and you look across the floor and you see Bigfoot, you know maybe just kind of dropping the ball in from a height, you know, not jumping nothing, just just putting it in. I I'm I'm terrified personally, you know. <laughs> I I I probably quitting the team, you know, going finding a a job somewhere else and moving on with my life because that just that that feels like a terrible day. It's like those um those things on Twitter. Where you know the the high school kids would go up against LeBron and it would, yeah. oh man I had a tough algebra test today now I got to go guard LeBron James <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you know I had a I had a final today earlier in economics and now I got to yeah. guard Bigfoot like <laughs> what are you gonna do you know you're you're giving me like slight PTSD because I feel like he was there for nine years was Taco Fall at uh, <laughs> he was seven foot six and I mean we would sit you know first second row and you can I'm six foot two and there's he was all about a foot and a half taller than me. And then of all the, the he, I one of his first NBA teams he was with was with the Celtics. I'm like, now, now I got to see him as a Sixers fan too. Like, just yep. go away, dude. Like, please go away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's unbelievable. I mean, you know, watching some, there's a lot of European teams with huge, yeah. huge players. And it's like, I mean, Webb and Yamna, obviously, yeah. like, you know, watching him play, it's like, how do you even, and I'm, I'm five, five, eight, five, nine on a good day. Like, I couldn't <laughs> fathom somebody even being that tall. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's unreal. Like I, I stood next to David Martin Robinson and I was just like, yeah, like, what are we doing? This is, this is unbelievable. <laughs> like I, so I, I couldn't imagine somebody like Bigfoot coming on the floor at the Lee Chorus Center. Like that's, I mean, as you said, you know, the marketing, you know, be like meet Bigfoot at the bell tower today. I mean, there's a lot of ways we can go with this. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, up and down Leah Chorus Walk and you see Bigfoot. It's like, you know, you're taking the the classic like stance. Yeah. Bigfoot stance picture (laughs) in the garden, you know, in front of those trees, like just going like that. There's so many potential things you could do you know and i i know it's a podcast nobody could see my stance but you know what i'm talking about i've definitely you know done what that I'm, same you can thing. picture it. we get it <laughs> <laughs> oh no Declan, that was that was fun we got to come up with other like mythical creature questions like that you know like well who else could we see on temple's campus that would really get the people going and bring people recruits in absolutely <laughs> uh loch ness monster somebody that comes to mind uh, off the bat uh, kind of tough though not a lot of water yeah, yeah i was gonna say maybe floating around the delaware but you gotta walk down to see that so it could be tougher. yeah yeah it's it's kind of tough i think you know maybe you could work in like the sewer angle but even that like <laughs> yeah nah <laughs> it's it's hard it's hard it definitely is but maybe, no. maybe that'll I'll, I'll try to think of a good one for uh, you know a couple of weeks from now when there's nothing to talk about i'll just send in another random question like all right what about this guy <laughs> you know, john's gonna be very confused You're like sean told me he was gonna do this <laughs> <laughs> No, John listens. He'll know. He'll understand. It'll be a callback. Uh, uh, Declan, this was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for doing this. Um, as I said, we're recording this on July 3rd. Uh, if I'm being honest, we'll probably release this on Wednesday. Um, Declan, what are your plans tomorrow for the 4th? Anything fun? Uh, I wish I had something fun. I'm sure we're going to cook out as a family here. Uh, not traveling anywhere, which is good. Um, but no, we're. I think we're just going to enjoy family time. So It'll be nice. It's always nice to to hang around the house and, and just chill. So can't complain. 
I am playing my old, one of my old basketball coaches from growing up always has a three on three tournament at his house. And I'm pretty sure this is the last year we're doing it because, you know, when we were 15, 17, we could play three on three tournament for four hours. And now none of us really can. And all the, the kids are getting old and the dads who played in it are getting even older. So I think this is the last year. So I'm hoping I come out on top. He has a little trophy with a spray painted shoe on it. So yeah. we'll, we'll see. <laughs> I'm not, not really getting my hopes up, but we'll see. <laughs> it sounds like a good time at least, you know, I mean, yeah. even if the, the competition might be a little tough, you know, it's, it's still going to be a good time. Um, I would say I will uh, tweet this out on uh, Wednesday, but given the the current state of Twitter, guys, I have no idea if I can even do that. I might be at my rate limit by then. Um, so please, if you're not following us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, I got to be honest, I'm, I'm debating even making an Instagram account for this. So keep an eye out on that. If uh, you're, you get a random follow from I'll be back Instagram, uh, it's because I, I've lost faith in Elon Musk and the, the social media world. <laughs> Hey, it's understandable. I get it. We, um, in our Alice Scoop group chat, we were talking about reaching out to recruits and, um, half the team had reached their rate limit. It was like, we can't do anything. That's, well, that's, I was thinking that because like, that's really like, that's how you find out about recruiting now. I mean, it's like, you know, so I yeah. was on an official visit and you, whether you see it from Rothstein or, you know, uh, Farrell, like all those are counts and stuff like that. So it'll be interesting, yes. be interesting to see how long this, this goes for, but. Hope, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully by Wednesday, Elon's figured it out. I don't know. <laughs> and I can't afford a haircut, let alone Twitter blue. So I know that's I'm like, dude, I'm not paying for Twitter. Like bad <laughs> enough. I pay for like everything else in life. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. There's there are other things to spend my money on. Uh, well, Declan, thank you so much for doing this. Uh, I know you think you got you got working a little bit. So uh, thanks for making time to stop by and hang out with us. Sean, thanks for having me. Oh, it's a it's been a pleasure, you know, and, uh, you know, best of luck to you in that tournament i'm sure it's gonna be it's gonna be great <laughs> thanks man and as always guys i will be back